Well, well, golly gee, we're we're back here after a uh, after a quick technical difficulty. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for fixing it. You're the best. Um, I will once again say welcome to Heroes You Should Know, which is a double nerd show where we talk about historical figures that you should know, but you don't for a plethora of reasons, and then we turn them into D&D characters, because why wouldn't we? Yes. Um, and as I said, and as you can see, Eli's here with me this week. Hello. And <laughs> as we did say before, but no one heard. We're um, talking about pirates. Yes, because Eli means pirates. Yes. That's like the equal plus, you know, <laughs> when you do the math, it always comes out as pirates. Yeah, it's fine. Pirates. Exactly. I gotta find more pirates. I gotta find oh, we, different pirates. We'll find, we'll find them by God. They're all over the world. I know there's at least another like we're oh we'll talk about the woman we're talking about right now because she is a Moroccan pirate queen named Saida al Hara. Uh she was the last queen in the history of Islam who ruled independently. She's super cool, she's super badass. Um should we we should just let's just go. Let's just yes, talk about her. She's, dive in. Let's, let's take no time. Let's do this. Uh, so Saida al-Hara uh, is actually a title, which loosely translates to independent noble lady. Uh, there's another there's another chunk of her title uh, that means governor of... Oh, how do I say this word? Teo... Oh my god, where is it? Ooh, Teotuan? No. Yeah, Teotuan. Um, which is in Morocco, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. We're jumping the gun a little bit. But she was born... Lala, which uh, is lady in Morocco, Aisha bint Ali ibn Rashid al-Alami in 1485 in Granada, Spain. So, for historical context, uh, at this time, the Ottomans had just taken Constantinople in 1453, which is basically like the hard end of the Roman Empire, get wrecked. Um, and the Ottomans are like reaching their peak expansion. Um... But when they uh, something they did when they took Constantinople was they allowed the Eastern Orthodox Church, the, the Christians, um, to maintain their autonomy um, and and like land and their religious practices in return for or in exchange for accepting that the Ottomans were in charge now. Um, so the Ottoman were an Islamic empire, um, and once again we see that like if you let people maintain their way of life and their religion and you don't force them to assimilate. It's pretty oh. peaceable. It's pretty nice. People get along. Um, and this was super rare at this time, especially uh, between the three, like the three major religions, um, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, especially at this time. So it's super cool that the Ottomans are like, hey, we will let you, we'll let you chill if you just say that we're in charge. And the, the folks of Istanbul, Constantinople, as the song goes, um we're like hey yeah all right so that's neat just a just some food for thought <laughs> we don't need imperialism but if you got to do imperialism maybe don't suck mm -hmm. um also of note the spanish inquisition was established uh, a few years before uh aisha's birth in 1478 by everyone's or at least my least favorite monarchs king ferdinand ii of aragon and queen isabella of castile who are responsible for sponsoring that dickhead Columbus, who we all fucking hate. Um, yeah. so, so I don't like them. The prize. The worst. <laughs> um, um, so they're, they've, they've started pushing all the Muslims out of, out of the Iberian Peninsula at large. Um, they're in a full rampage, driving, driving everyone out of converting them. 
um, and this is also the unification of Spain as we know it today. Spain was split up into a bunch of like areas like Andalusia, and I can't remember any of the other ones because Andalusia is the only one we talk about here. Um, but this is like this marriage and the beginning of the Spanish Inquisition um, were what uh, kind of brought Spain as a country into unification. And then also at this time, the Portuguese had started their colonial conquest in 1415. So it's a campaign that stretches across from like the eastern shores of South America. Hint, hint, the reason that Portuguese is spoken in Brazil. This is Mm -hmm. where that begins. Uh, Around both uh, southeastern and southwestern coasts of Africa. Uh, and even over to like multiple multiple ports in East, Eastern Asia, um, islands in the South Pacific. Uh, this is actually one of the longest lived longest lived empires in European history. It's literally until 1999 wow. that they transfer so- sovereignty of Macau back to the people of China, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, like we all know colonial colonialism still exists, and like imperialism is very real and very Mm -hmm. present and continues to affect people to this day but like seeing it continue to be written out like hey remember this thing that happened in 15 14 15 cool great great (laughs) great uh um, we're gonna be a little bit better this episode (laughs) it's fine just a smidge it's fine it's a taste Hawaii, puerto rico Mm. (laughs) you know you know it's fine it's fine um Anyway, so it's 1485. Aisha is two years old. Portuguese seizes several ports on the western coast of Morocco um, because they are very afraid. They, they like want to have control of the Mediterranean. They're very afraid of like the power that Morocco is going to have, especially in the Strait of Gibraltar. It's a whole thing. Uh, and then a few years later, in 1492, an accursed year, uh, Granada, Spain, is taken by Isabella and Ferdinand, and the Muslim folks were forced to convert or flee, and Saida and her family, or Aisha at this time, were among them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her family, the Rashids, were pretty prominent, a Muslim family of Andalusian nobles. Um, on her father's side, they have a pretty direct line of descendancy, is that the word? That's the word. Uh, from the Prophet Muhammad. Um, and her mother is a uh, an Andalusian-born Christian who converted to Islam um, and married her father, which I think is super interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, so they, they settle in Chefchaouen. I listened to it being said, and I still don't know if I said it right. I'm very <laughs> sorry. Chefchaouen, uh, which is just inland of Teotihuacan, which will be very important shortly. Uh, and her childhood is actually pretty privileged. Uh, you know, they had to flee, but she's still like, she's still a noble and they've still got money. Uh, she gets a first class education, uh, and becomes fluent in multiple languages, including Castilian Spanish, which is the Spanish where you hear like the Z's and the C's become THs, mm-hmm. uh, instead of making the S sound as well as Portuguese. Uh, she also studied theology and mathematics. She's like smart. Her family is making sure she's educated. Like this is, this is this is pretty fucking great for, especially for like the 1400s. Yeah. For like the time period and yeah, the place in the world and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really incredible. Like the, this is how she's like, like she's treated as an equal essentially to her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets to 16 and she marries. Okay. So 
she either marries a man that's 30 years her senior, a friend of her father's, the governor of Teotihuacan, and a fellow Andalusian refugee uh, and, uh, within the Almadri family, or Almandri family. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man who she was promised to as a child, which, but, you know. Or she was married to his son, uh, Almandri II, younger, um, but I think most people agree that it was the former. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like a little bit of quest, like name questioning of like who was who was it. Um, but uh, even with like a massive age gap, there still did seem to be maybe not affection, but like a genuine respect between the two of them. Um, and she like helped rule at his side, mm-hmm. which also very cool, especially that he's like significantly older than her. And like, hey, I see your like your brain is good. We should work together. Yeah. So cool. <clears throat> anyway, so she's got hell education. She's married to the governor of this port city. Uh, so it's just south of the Strait of Gibraltar, which is where um, the, the Iberian Peninsula, Portugal and Spain, and then the tip of Africa, um, Morocco. Mm-hmm. This like this little spot's the Strait of Gibraltar, which is like how people pass through and uh, from the Atlantic Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. Um, so the site of the city dates back to like the Berbers in the third century BCE. Um, but uh, Aisha and her husband basically have to build it from the ground up again, because it's in ruins uh, because in the early 1400s, the Castilians and the Portuguese destroyed it because they knew it was like a really solid stronghold. It was a really important position in the Mediterranean, especially as a port city. It was like, like it was dangerous for anyone else to have it. So they were like, fuck it. We're going to get rid of it. So uh, one of the leaders of Morocco was like, Hey, you're governor of this place. Now go fix it up. Mm-hmm. And they do. Um, as I said, she's super involved with her husband's business affairs and with like running this city. Um, and she's basically de facto vice governor. Uh, her husband would like leave and then be like, Hey, you're in charge. You know what to do. And she's like, yeah, I do. And she'd just, she'd just take care of the city while he was away. Bossing it. Yeah. Like, that's insane that, that they were... that Very progressive, especially for the time. That's what it's I Like the one, stuff. like, the little sand of just You can progress. have some goodness. Here you go. <laughs> the, f- the four steps. Yeah. <laughs> the future. Um, so people got super used to her being in charge. Um mm. And when her husband dies in 1515, they're basically like, yeah, but like, you just take, you can just keep going. Like, there's no reason for us to change. Like, this works. We shouldn't change what's <laughs> it's working. Not broken, yeah. don't fix it. It's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, and so this. this gives her the title of Al-Hara, which mm-hmm. uh, means, like, she's in charge. Um, and it's often, like, Al-Hara is often a title that's used to refer to a woman exercising some kind of public power. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super neat. Yeah. Uh, and during her reign, uh, Teotihuacan reaches like an almost unheard of level of prosperity, especially for a city that had until recently been basically ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, hint, hint. It's fucking up the Reconquista and doing pirate shit. It's good for the economy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Are we fucking up the colonists? Yes. Let's go. Um, anyway, so it's believed that her like incredible acceptance by the people is due to the fact that she's an Andalusian woman um, Mm -hmm. in a place of power over a significant Andalusian population. So like they were like a lot of people who lived here were forced to leave 
um, forced to leave Andalusia during the the Spanish Inquisition. <clears throat> and and so they were like, yeah, we want to see a person who like is familiar to us in charge. Um, they're seeing like the power of the monarch passing to a woman as it had done with Isabella. So that wasn't super surprising to them. Um, and others say it was just because she was the undisputed leader of the pirates in the Western Mediterranean. We're not talking about pirates yet, but we will soon, don't worry. Uh, um, it's coming. We're doing this a little bit different. I'm getting all her like cool life stuff out of the way. And then we're going to go to pirate times. Um, anyway, so it's 1541 now. She is married and she remarries Ahmed Al-Watasi, who is a sultan of the Moroccan Watasid dynasty. Uh, so he travels from Fez to Teotihuacan to marry her. And this is fucking wild because he is like, he is up, like he is right at the top. He is the, the guy. Um, and he leaves the capital to marry this woman who's a governor, which is hilarious because this is the only time in Moroccan history that the Sultan was married outside of the capital. Like she, he was like, Hey, let's get married. And she's like, sure. You have to come here though. And he's like, I'm, I'm the salt. She's like, yeah, I'm the governor. I'm not giving up to be like, I'm not giving that up just to come marry you. Yeah, it's like I have things to do, dude. Like, you know. So it's like this huge, cool power move, and it fucking pays off because it's like a promise to her people that she's not going to give up on them and on being a governor just because she married a sultan. And like, and that that has to garner so much respect with the people of like, yeah, she's like, she's technically also. Ride or die. Yes. Like, she's technically full queen now. And she's like, nah, I'm staying here, bitch. Uh, so super cool. I, that's one of my favorite facts is that she's like, yeah, we can get married. You got to come here. Yeah. My small port city. Yeah. Come here. Um, nice. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. Um, so she appoints her brother, uh, as vizier to her new husband. And that basically installs her family as like major players in the effort to unify Morocco against basically all of the Iberian peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she's she's pulling different parts of Morocco together. I mm, she's so cool. She's so fucking cool. She's got like a to do list, you know. I got a whole situation. <laughs> I'm like checking going it off on. too. She's like, yeah, yep, done that. Yep, done that. Meeting my goals. Up. Great. <laughs> um. So now it's time for pirate shit. Woohoo! <laughs> pirate time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So cute. Oh my god, I love you. Uh, okay, so, so technically, uh, I think you would qualify what she does as privateering because she's pulling government sanctioned piracy. Privateering is just piracy with extra steps. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like fine. but it's government sanctioned, so it's technically chill. And when you are the government. You yeah. can say, fuck you, I'm not a pirate, I'm a privateer. <laughs> uh, also, Morocco didn't have, like, a full unified navy at this time. and was basically relying on privateers and pirates to keep the shores safe. And they all basically reported to her. Yeah. <laughs> she just had an armada. She, just, she was her own armada. She calls it how she sees it. Sure. Privateering, piracy, what? 
Yeah. What like, are words? I think pirate, <laughs> like the pirate part of it came from like the Portuguese and the Spanish trying to illegitimize what she was doing. Mm. Um, and be like, no, she's a pirate. And like, well, technically she's not. You have a bunch of pirates under your, under your like employ for sure. So <laughs> it's a lot of semantics that I think are very interesting. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, uh, so in my research, I didn't really find anything about exactly when she started pirating, privateering, whatever you want to call it, but I think it's before her first husband passes away. Given that people might have accepted her because of the fact that she was already a successful pirate leader, um, it just seemed like that was the timeline that fit, but I'm not, I'm not entirely certain. No, nothing really gave concrete dates about when she started. Um, but what is interesting is that if she did start pirating before her first husband died, uh, that would have put her at under 30 because she was 30 when her husband died. She was probably like anywhere from 16 <laughs> to probably 27, if I'm guessing. Jesus. It's great. Just cool. Just a cool yeah, fact. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. It's just neat. <laughs> boss bitching from, a, from an early age. She's like the first influencer. <laughs> Pirate influencer, let's go. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, what started it, from what most historians can agree on, is that she never really got over the injustice of being forced out of Granada. Which who would? Who would? Why would, would you? Why would you get never, over that? You'll never forget it. No, you're fucking no. seven, and you have to pick up your entire life because some assholes from the Catholic Church yeah. are saying, "Hey, fuck you, get out of here, or change to us," and you're like. Oh, I'm not going to get over that. Hell no. Yeah, exactly. So she wants to avenge herself and her people on the folks that forced them out. Um, and that came in the form of piracy, which is smart. I mean, I mean, all of the, like, like they can't launch an all out attack on the Catholic church because the Catholic church is up and like marching through Spain and that like, they, they can't do that. Like they can't just gather people and go back into Spain and be like, Hey, fuck you. But what they do have are smaller, faster ships in the Spanish Armada. Mm -hmm. um, and they're a port city. And they're a port city which is built to be a stronghold. So it's a lot of cool shit that all works together. It's, it's, a, it's a good way to protect her town and also get revenge. Exactly. Brilliant. Uh, so at some point she makes contact with the Ottoman Admiral Hyratin Barbosa. Yes, that Barbosa. Um, and yes, uh, also known as Redbeard. Uh, that's who she just casually meets up with. Um, so remember how the Ottomans uh, were also Muslim and also just took Constantinople on the other side of the Mediterranean? They basically have like, hey, you have that side, right? We're going to take this side uh, and we can just keep things chill. And they were mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's cool. Great. <laughs> uh, so piracy provides like quick income in the form of loot and ransom for captives. But it also keeps like the spirit alive of like one day maybe we'll get back like we'll get to go back to Andalusia maybe we'll like get to go home, so like it, it has like a double purpose. It's brilliant, brilliant piracy. Um, also during this time, uh, the Reconquista is doing its damnedest to expand uh, control into Morocco and like maritime trade and like keep their thumb on that. Um, and while Barbosa is like ferrying refugees from Spain to Africa and like fucking up the Eastern, uh, the Eastern Mediterranean. She's full out terrorizing like the Portuguese ships in the Western Mediterranean. 
um, like aborting, stealing loot, bomb, like taking captives. It's it's truly wild how much damage she does with like pretty minimal folks. Um, even like the like Christians had to respect her because she is basically the one who controls the Mediterranean, and she's the one they have to negotiate with if they want to get their captives back. Yeah. So like like they they can be pissy about it all they want, but they also have to like bow to it a little bit because if they want their people back alive, it's her. Yeah. Um. One peach girl. Peach One peach It's been a long time. <laughs> Need some water. Hang on. I figured out. I figured out the best way to uh, make myself want to hydrate is to just cover my water bottle and stickers of things that I love. So I just buried it. <laughs> um, anyway, not Portuguese, but a Portuguese diplomat um, mm -hmm. once called her a very aggressive and bad-tempered woman about everything, which is like valid because she should be pissed off and aggressive, but also... That's how you know you're getting shit done. Like, if a dude is like, she's being, rah, she has a bad attitude. Like, most of the time, that means you're doing something right. There's, yeah. Of course, there are women who are not good people and who are going to be bad and blah, blah, blah. But, like, most of the time. A lot most of time. time. <laughs> it's a specific type of wordage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's very aggressive and mean, bad-tempered. It's just like, man, she held her own against me, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was funny. It's like, you know she's it. doing something fucking right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, unsurprisingly, they were fucking terrified of her, which is great. <laughs> uh, so, Saida rules for as queen for another 30 years until her son, Muhammad Al-Hassan Al Al-Mandri, uh, overthrows her in October of 1542. Which sucks. But here we are. Uh, she lives, though. She survives. It's not It's not like a, a violent coup. I think he just kind of, like, forces her out. He, he didn't have a big force, but he did have a force that came in yeah. and kind of pushed her out. Uh, she kind of gets stripped of all her power. Um, and ultimate, she, ultimately, she just retires back to her childhood home uh, in chef chowen where she passes away in july of 1561 uh for those keeping track that would make her 76 years old yeah which at the time and the fact that she's a full-on pirate queen is an incredibly long life yeah which makes me wonder was it a coup or was it just a retirement party you like, know yeah like I, I i can't step down because like that's not my vibe but i need yeah. i need you to yeah, or pissery kind of twisting it and saying that, like, instead of it was just a succession, it was yeah. uh, a take grab all. Of power. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say? But we can all agree. Fucking queen. Queen. Reina, what's up? Like, amazing. <laughs> super cool, super badass. I love Said I, I, I. This is why I love doing this show is because I learn about people that there's no way I would have known about otherwise, and it's crazy oh, yeah. that I Hell wouldn't yeah. have known about her otherwise because she's fucking neat. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop my nerding. For uh, let's talk about our builds. Eli, you want to go first? Uh yeah, I can totally go first. Um. So here, let me. 
Like a noob, I exited out of the the tab. One second. I'm gonna drink more water. I need to drink more water. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. So everyone out there, take a sip with me. Have a, yeah, have a sip, a sip, of, some of, water. A sip of water. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. You, li- you listening at home on the VOD wherever you're at. Take Podcast, a sip of water. Hey, take a sip of water right fucking now. For the queen. Do it for the queen. For the queen. <laughs> Aaron, you better have taken a sip of water too. Wherever you are in there. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah. I so I decided not to use any of the pre-made like pirate stuff. No, no yeah, swash, same. no swashbuckler rogues, no pirate backgrounds, none of that stuff. Let's be creative. So uh, I decided to go with six levels of uh, cleric and four levels of paladin. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I pick the uh, paladin of the crown, oath of the crown. And then I did. Oh fuck! What the name was it? Um, wow! 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 What domain did I pick? Domains. Order domain. I picked the order domain cleric. Um, because I figured with the level of like studious education, her devotion Mm -hmm. to her city, uh, her town, and and um, putting use, you know, being like a noble, um, I think a, a mixture of cleric and paladin seemed like a really nice combination of stuff. So, um, so, what what would you like me to else to tell? Uh, what uh, what? Let's see. What what are the the like? Uh, what how'd you stat her out? Let's go there first. Um. Okay. So I statted her out. I know I put intelligence low, but that's it's like an average. <laughs> uh, it, it should be a little bit higher, but I wanted to pad other parts of her yeah. stat. So, um. I gave her, uh, she's got a a charisma of, uh, a a high wisdom stat of 17, a charisma of 14, um, intelligence of 11, constitution of 14, dexterity of 10, and a strength of 12. So, uh, more towards leaning towards utilizing, like, her spells and her actions and kind of padding more of her, um abilities than anything else so um i won't tell you all of the ability sets but i gave her proficiency in history Mm -hmm. um in insight in performance persuasion religion and survival um yeah um i gave her heavier armor i gave her like chainmail armor um because i feel like if you're noble and rich you can afford a little bit more than just the average just leather Sure. Um, and I think there's no reason for stealth either for her to like, not yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on a boat, you, you necessarily need to be stealthy. Um, and she didn't, she wasn't known for, she seemed to be more about being like upfront about stuff for than sure. it was about like sleuthing around and trying to get, uh, uh, your point. Yeah. Um, um, I gave her a rapier for weapons, as mm-hmm. well as the the warhammer that comes with being a cleric. So I started cleric first, and then paladin second. 
um because i feel like cleric felt fit in like bringing in her like knowledge base the fact that she comes from a household that is multi-religious mm-hmm. um because I, I imagine even though her mom might have converted to islam for the sake of marriage that she might still have some level of influence of her yeah. upbringing regardless of you I know feel like and- it'd be hard to like stop if you yeah like, if you grew up a certain way and then you did convert but like that has to that has to still well, enter into has your to life be some remnants of it yeah. plus you you know mentioning that you know this was a part of you know that was taken over but still allowed to maintain some level of original structure and religion um you know so it is would be a place that you know multi-religion would kind of coexist so i wanted to statter with clarif on that yeah um let's see let's see let's see um uh, are there any like subclass like specialty special moves i can't remember what they're called right now sorry so she has uh a channel divinity uh champion challenge so uh as a bonus action each creature of your choice in 30 feet makes a wisdom saving throw or can't be willingly moved more than 30 <laughs> feet or uh, sorry hold on take a step back must make a wisdom saving throw or it can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from you um, and the second divinity is turn the tide and as a bonus action you can each creature of your choice in 30 feet um, regains um, 1d6 plus 2 hit points um, if it has no more than half of its uh, max HP. So a little, oh. a little support, a little padding. Yeah. Kind of like her, her, her shtick anyways. And then the other thing she gets, I think, with a paladin is the embodiment of law, which is you cast a spell of, enchant- uh, of the enchantment school using a spell slot of first level or higher. You can change the spell casting time to one bonus action for casting provide the spell casting time is normal than one action. So it's like three opportunities to make a spell a bonus action essentially to just add a little extra. Um, And then also in her features as a paladin, I picked the, the protect status of like her, her fighting skills. So it's more about supporting people. It's more about keeping them safe over uh, being just uh, a heavy hitter. Um, Let's see. With her with the chainmail armor, she gets a armor class of eighteen. Um, nice. Though she is very slow, a, with a walking speed of twenty. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but she's got you know she's a little tanky. Um, no initiative uh, bonus, uh, but she's got seventy seven hit points. So she doesn't need um, to be fast. She's on a boat. Like she doesn't need to be fast. She's got people behind. Go. You know, she's got people behind her and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and being on a boat. Let's see. What other fun stuff? Any big spells you thought of for her? Oh, there is one more thing. She also oh. gets voice of authority, which is uh, expend a spell slot of one level or higher. Um, with that spell, an ally can use their reaction immediately after the spell to make one weapon attack against a creature of your choice. So she can kind of embolden people, make so them... It's got a little bit of, like, a battle master and a little bit of, like, quicken spell. It's got, like, a lot of, like, reaching flavor. Yeah. 
exactly just little the little support and then i i also like to give as a uh, general feature or general like feat uh i like the lucky feat i think pirates also have just a level of inherent luck especially for somebody who lives so long had to have had dire straits at one point and managed to like get out of it you know yeah some some of the stuff that like was never mentioned in history um let's see spells nothing really like crazy um a lot of just like you know uh with the being the uh being a order domain cleric you automatically get like command heroism um let's see what another get something else i think like whole person um so on top of those spells i added like typical stuff like cure wounds prayer prayer healing creator destroy water i think is always just a good thing to have as a pirate as well as as well as water walk Mm -hmm. um i think that's generally just a good for being out at sea just safety things you should have yeah you should always have (laughs) safety protocols on your boat always be safe always be safe um and then some just like really nice flavorful stuff but you know i got a spiritual weapon um spirit guardians which is like the ones i love to add for clerics um clairvoyance was also a, a random spell i thought was pretty neat um kira's losing it back there all right bud Okay. Oh, she got the itchies. She got the itchies. Oh no. Okay. It's a blanket. It's fall. Should be baby. Mom, I don't want a blanket right now. She wants to destroy the blanket. Um. <laughs> And I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I also uh, gave them blindness and deafness, which is also just one of my favorite spells to just pepper in. Um, And then, yeah. And then Shield of Faith, uh, Wrathful Smite were some of the Paladin spells that I added to the list. Um, Sanctuary, I thought was a really nice one. Um, because I feel like that would be something that she would be involved in keeping people safe, upkeeping, you know, yeah, taking care of them. So a lot of protection spells, a lot of just like support stuff. She'd be a really nice tank support kind of character, I think. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I I think also as a paladin, she's immune to disease, which also kind of kind of plays into her her yeah, no scurvy. No scurvy here. Um, she's got a spell DC of 15 and 14, depending on what type of spell it is for what uh, class. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. She'll calm. She'll calm down. She's also she's such a good girl. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, hippo wiggles. Exactly, hippo wiggles. <laughs> hippo wiggles. So, what did you do? What do you? What do you got? Mine is nonsense. Mine is maybe the. Oh, I want to know. It's a tear. It's like, it's not a great build, but it's correct and it's fun. <laughs> uh, I made her a wizard too, and uh, war magic wizard, 
and a barbarian ate ancestral guardians. Ooh. Um, which, like, which you don't ever put barbarians and spellcaster together because they can't cast spells when they're raging. I don't care. I like it. I think it's cool. We're doing it. Well, it's just a little. It's just a little whiz. Just a little tiny sprinkle of wizard in there. And I and I started on wizard because, like, as a kid, like, you know, as as we said, she's super highly educated. She's very very smart. Um, and then I went to barbarian later because I like the idea of her growing up and being like, oh wait, I have this power now. Cool, let's go. Um, so her strength, uh, turned, uh, I put her strength at an 18, uh, as well as her intelligence. Uh, her dexterity and constitution are both 12, her wisdom is 10, and her charisma is 14. Um, I also took skill expert, which is why her dexterity got to be up there. Um, and then her skills were, um, history, insight, intimidation, persuasion religion similar to what you had um but i gave her athletics because that was mostly utility of like barbarian but also like you have to have the athletics to like run a ship yeah um and because of skill expert she also gets expertise with one skill and that was what i gave it to uh so it's a 12 (laughs) everything else is eight four six regular things Mm -hmm. um uh, she has all that, that usual wizard stuff, like arcane recovery and spells. Um, low, hit, low hit points. Low hit points. Just little d6s. Squishy. Ironic, ironically squishy. Um, that's why she's only two. <laughs> two wizards. <laughs> um, but for war magic, she gets arcane deflection, which is you've learned to weave your magic to fortify yourself against harm. If you're hit by an attack or you fail a saving throw, you can use your reaction to gain a plus two bonus to your AC against the attack or a plus four bonus to a saving throw. Um, and if you use this, you can't cast a spell other than a cantrip in your next turn. But if you're raging, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So if, if she did that, that would put her AC at 18. Because uh, casually at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also has tactical wit, which means uh, she can give herself a bonus to her initiative that's equal to her intelligence modifier. So instead of it being uh, a one, which it would have been with dexterity, it's a five now. So she's quick. She knows what she's doing. She's smart. Um, And then ancestral path barbarian, um, the usual barbarians have reckless, unarmored defense, extra attacks. She gets two attacks, uh, danger sense, all that good stuff. She's fast, so she has a speed of 40. Um, <laughs> seen on that boat. <laughs> boat either, either build, you're either going to be super slow or you're going to be wicked fast. Like, <laughs> there, there's no in between. Uh, she can get across that boat like that. Like a, like a mom pissed that you've done something wrong. She is there. What was her? What's her AC? Because like being a barbarian probably pads her AC a lot better. Because neither the wizard can wear yeah, <laughs> armor. It's, it's a sixteen, so it's it like for being for oh, her wow. being part wizard, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but she then because of path of the uh, ancestral guardians, um, so she when she enters a rage like. Spectral warriors appear, and when you're raging, the first creature that hits you with an attack on your turn becomes the target of those warriors, which hinders their attacks. Uh, until the start of their next turn, that target has disadvantage on any attack rolls. 
uh, that aren't against you. And when it hits a creature that isn't you, uh, that creature that it hits gets resistant to that kind of damage. Uh, mm-hmm. For what? to they have resistance to damage that they would take. So it's that's a little bit supporty. Um, and also, so like in in certain sects of Islam, people don't really like reach back to their ancestors for like guidance or anything. So I, I and I couldn't find like what specific sect of Islam she was from. So I decided that instead of like reaching back to like ancestors themselves, she's reaching back to like past versions of herself. So like imagining like a spectral seven-year-old, like tear streaked and pissed off, bucking you up on a boat as like the older version of her wields a scimitar above. That's cool as hell to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't, I didn't want to like step on like cultural toes, especially when I couldn't find like specifics. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. where I leaned with that of like, Ancestral Protector still works, but in a different special way that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also gets Spirit Shield, um, mm. which is if you're raging and a creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. So again, very like supporty, um, useful, like protect your protect your protect your crew. Um, yeah, super, super cool. Um she has a few spells because of those two levels of wizard um, mm-hmm. message, just because that's useful uh, on boats. Uh, and I gave her shocking grasp and chill touch because I feel like if she had to shake any Portuguese or like Spanish hands, she could just like mess plus them being, up a little bit. Plus being uh, a barbarian, like close co- quarter combat is uh, the priority. So being yeah. able to get in close and then still be able to use some type of spell being close yeah. is also also nice touch. Um, she has charm person, um, unseen servant, which I just like the idea of an unseen servant going across and fucking up a boat or like taking loot. Um, fog cloud, an old an old family favorite fog. Cloud. I love the fog cloud. <laughs> I will die using fog cloud. <laughs> It'll be the only spell in my spell slot. Um, Thunder Wave, because I like Thunder Wave, and Thunder Wave's a good spell. Also a classic. Um, <laughs> jump, because I love the idea of a pirate queen casting jump on herself and then bounding between ships and just bringing down, a, like, a <laughs> someone's head mid-rate. It's it's all for, like, the cinematics of it in my head, but it works. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I also gave her Expeditious Retreat, but I feel like she would not use it to retreat, but instead to close distance. <laughs> um, because fuck Build running away yeah never again um anything else big and fun uh, I thought about giving her like mariner's armor but I, the DC would have been or her I'm sorry her AC would have been lower with mariner's armor than it was unarmored so mm. um, that was mostly for like water breathing and swim speed and all that good stuff um but yeah, that's that's really it. That's all I got for her. She's got no, 73 hit points, which is really good for even part wizard. Yeah. The, <laughs> that's like the tankiest wizard. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a kiss of wizard, but like all the... <laughs> wizard, but also rage. Yeah, but like eight levels of barbarian back behind it. 
That's the kind of wizard I will play. I'll never play a wizard unless it's a tanky. I might have to build that too because I can't also imagine being a wizard. Like, bless anybody, first of all, who wizards, Truly. you know, and does it well because that's a lot of notes. Brandy motherfuckers. That's a, lo- that's a lot of studying. Not for me. I came to be a ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I came to be a druid. So this tracks for us. We're here. We know we know what we're about. We we study. Nah, I'm just I touched the dirt and then I got powers. I find experience to be the best form of study. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a that's about it for our girl Sado Hara. She's super fucking cool. So dope. So I love her. <laughs> It was very good to to learn about her yes. and all the cool things she got to do. I'm very happy I got to share her with all of you friends. Uh and with you, my friend Eli. Uh is there anything you wanna you wanna drop? Plug? I don't I, this part's always weird for me because I never know how I'm but supposed got, to do things. Well we got you know, we got tons of stuff going on so in general. <laughs> um Friday, we definitely are probably going to be doing something. We're probably okay. going to hang out. We're going to chill game night, shoot, family game we'll night. We'll shoot something. the shoot the shit. We'll we'll be here. It's just maydaying it up. Yeah. Um. But you know, we have our typical schedule. We got Aaron on Mondays at the Sheep mm-hmm. Farm. You know, we have Sergio and Starforge. Uh, is really dope if you haven't checked that out it's really good um and the return of uh, the return of uh, heroes you should know which is my favorite thing i can't wait to learn more about other stuff and what uh everybody else gets to build on this next like i'm gonna say this is the second season of of heroes because we've we've all gone through so you know yeah it's at some Um, point i'm planning on uh putting together like a one shot of either like historical pvp or historical team up where you have to like fight a Tarask or something. I'm, I'm not here for sure which one, way. but I think it'll be cool either way. I'm very uh, excited for that. Um, Orpheus we, is happening yes. very soon. Uh, yes. Weeks from now. Uh, it's coming up. It's coming up fast. We have Vince from Black Project Gaming who's going to be DMing uh, with the whole cast of Mayday. We're all going to be playing some oh. really spooky friends. Uh, I feel so bad for Vince think about this. <laughs> I do feel bad for Vince, but I feel like Vince is gonna have a lot of fun either oh, way. For sure, but like all like we did that we did that Delta Green one shot with him, and it was yes. all seven of us. So he so he knows he knows what he's in for. But this time we're just gonna be spooky ghosts, and I you know um, we're we're attempting to uh, to run the whole entire modules, which is several books. So, so it's gonna be that. very it's gonna be a very fun time to do that. Um, and with this, with it being September 1st, uh, we are very close to wrapping up a Patreon campaign. Um, we we have gotten stickers, which, like, where is it? Oh, oh look at that beautiful right sticker. There. So good. Right so there. beautiful. Um, if you join us on Patreon and subscribe to us, we will be giving you said sticker. We'll deliver. We'll hand deliver it to you. The mailbox. Uh, we'll hand deliver it to the, the mailbox. In the mailbox. <laughs> I will hand deliver it to the mailbox. It's very. I'm actually really enjoying sending people stickers. It's very fun for me. It makes me really happy when I get to like. All right, here's this address, and here's a sticker, and here's a little note, and here we go. Oh yeah, it's we've been so we've been getting we've been getting photos back from our Patreon uh, subscribers nice. of of various all around the world getting stickers. It's really nice to see. Um, 
but yeah, so if you can join us by the end of uh, September on September 22nd, we that's uh, the, the wrapping of that. Um, and P- you joining us on Patreon helps us do awesome stuff like this. Yeah. And uh, and more. Um, we were also anticipating our return of Doom to Repeat yes. Arc 2, which should be coming in the upcoming fall. So keep a weather eye on that. And yeah, we'll be doing more one shots. We'll be continuing to do our constant shenanigans as, as our year as 2021 is on its way out. No, stop. No, it's not. No, that's not. No. I, I haven't processed last year. How am I supposed to catch up this year? Uh, no, no. Aaron agrees. No, no. Yeah, no, I know. Um, well, yeah. What is time? You know, soup time is soup stew salad remember that conversation we had where everything is either a salad or a sandwich was that it either it's a no i think it was everything's a salad or a sandwich and then we decided that soup was a salad yes soup is a salad aaron aaron stands by his uh staunch denial of this and i stand by Tune tune in on this Friday as we discuss (laughs) salads and sandwiches and how everything is one or the other. Um, But other than that, I think that's that's what all we got our hands in (laughs) right now. You know, I just wrapped up the show perfectly. I don't need to host anymore. Like, I'm just passing it over to you. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, uh, thank you, friends, for joining us for this super nerdy show. It makes my heart so warm learning about cool new people. If you have any folks you want me to try and cover in the coming episodes, please hit me up with those suggestions um, in chat, on Twitter, um, in uh, in Discord. If you're in our Patreon, hit me with those 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 people you want me to, to look at. Or send a raven if you have to. Send a raven, a pigeon, a okay, uh, pigeons are in <laughs> but like a raven that'd be dope um or if you think of a different system that you'd like us to try and build these people in i'm always down to try new things uh as i said Ooh. the first time i'm always building in D because that's what i'm the most comfortable with and seems to fit with like historical scenarios but if there's someone else or some other system i'd love to hear about it i also just like learning about new games so um yeah, yeah. just Hang out, be chill. We're cool. I hate signing off, so I'm just gonna say, take care of yourself, friends. Um, Thanks have for a good joining week. us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>